In three, two, one. Hello and welcome to everyone. We are here, the No Outlet Podcast. I am so, so excited. My studio audience is excited because on the show tonight, we have got a very, very special guest. I have known this person for 40 years plus. She is the oldest child of one of my favorite families from where I grew up. Uh, I haven't talked to her in a long, long time. I always get updates from uh, from her brother on how she's doing. She's doing great. I can tell you this, though. When we were both growing up in Rye, she was always happy, always had a smile on her face. So I'm not surprised at all that she has turned into a very successful businesswoman. Um, so please help me welcome to the No Outlet Podcast, Kimberly Netto. Kimberly, how are you? Great. How are you, Ethan? I'm doing so, so great. I'm excited to talk to you. Uh, I love talking to uh, people from the old days of Rye. You know, it's a special place to grow up and it was a special time to be there. And, uh, and, and you were right in the mix. So we're going to play a, a, a game called 20 Questions. And the game okay. always starts in the exact same place. And that's with question number one. Do you believe in ghosts? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Have you ever? My sister and I had a ghost in our bedroom. No we way. I we think so. Wow. It made a lot of noise. We called him George. We hung out. We hung out with him at night. <laughs> He's cool. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. George. Oh, wait. George. So, so ref- name. refresh my memory. Which which you guys moved rooms around a lot, but what room was that in that house? The one upstairs, the big one that we shared, uh, opposite Jay and Justin's room. Jay had like the huge, Jay and Justin had that big, huge room that they shared, right? With the pool table? The bachelor pad when they were five, yes. Yes. And you, oh, that's right. Now I remember. Then there was that hallway. You go down the other end and there you guys were. That's right. <clears throat> that's so right. interesting. Wow. I, I believe in ghosts as well. And there was well. a lot of noise. Yeah. We heard a lot of things at night. Yes. Well, and we called him George. The only plausible explanation is a ghost named George. I love it. Okay, so as I mentioned, you are a very successful businesswoman. Can what can you tell me and my audience about Diva stuff? Well, we are a skincare and cosmetics company. Uh, we we make all everything from acne to aging to cellulite, bath bombs, bar products. Um, and what makes us different is that we do not use chemicals, but at the same time, we still use like uh, fragrances. And we do use a uh, paraben-free preservative. You know, we, we, it's kind of like on the natural yep. side of things, but not like going into a whole, love whole food store and getting brown soap and, you know, looking like mud or grass. It's, it's got so girly. It, yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a good, happy balance between, like, really, really nasty stuff and, like, kind of too organic, if you will. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Um, so I, I remember when you started this business, uh, and I just went and checked your website out before, you know, a couple of days ago before we talked. And I got to tell you, you, there are so many products. It's really super impressive. Um, how are you inspired to start that business? Um, actually, the I was teaching, you know, art for several years, but I always had a love of um, cosmetics and makeup and skincare. Uh, and it became a hobby as I was teaching art of making lip balm and lotions from home mm-hmm. and it was very expensive. So I, but I started bringing the stuff in and giving it to the teachers and, um, the kids at school. 
And the little girls wanted to start making it, so I had to do special classes with them, but I couldn't afford it. Yeah. So I said, you know, I'll just put it on eBay and I'll load it and make what I can so I can afford to do it with the kids. And within a year, it took off and I retired from teacher, teaching early within a year. That is so cool. I love that story. First of all, I love teachers. I was- my, my mom was a teacher. <laughs> um, my girlfriend's a teacher right now. I think teachers are so special. And the fact that you kind of were inspired by working with your kids um, and it was such an organic, no pun intended, organic uh, way to start a business. That is so cool. I, I want to go back to something you said on the last answer about, you know, the, the, the brown soap and the soap with grass and all that stuff. Have you, do you know yeah. those people that use, um, instead of using regular deodorant, they'll use like a, um, like a crystal. Have you seen those things? Those crystal, yeah, yeah. they, they don't work. They don't work. It's, do they? It's hard. Yeah. Well, you can't, it depends on the person, really. Okay. The people that have real problems with sweating, you know. We do make aluminum-free deodorants as well because it's better for you. Um, and there's the crystal, and then there's one that you just plain coconut oil. There are other ingredients that you can add that will that will work. Okay, it's okay. It's strong. It'll never work like aluminum, but, you know, it depends on the person. That's interesting. I'm glad to hear that. So the reason I... I um, I, I'll just say this. My, my stepmother was really into all the organic and natural stuff way early. Like she wouldn't let us have chocolate. We had carob instead and we had like, you I know. I remember all this. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so she she was, she, let me just say this. Maybe the crystal deodorant technology has advanced because I can tell you for her specifically, it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm glad to hear that it's. I'm glad to hear that it's gotten better. <clears throat> okay, so it's we. It's gotten better. There's a couple other new ingredients that work well. That's good to hear. I love that. All right, so we're in the middle of a you know tail end of pandemic. Um, how did COVID impact your business? Oh wow! Well, at first, I was actually in the Bahamas when it started, and I really started hitting. And all of a sudden, I was watching sales, and I'm like, "Holy crap! What the hell's going on?" We were on. We were one of the only um, sellers on Amazon that actually had like a waterless hand cleanser. Yep. Um, it, it went nuts. Like oh, off, interesting. Off the I mean, yep. we we couldn't even keep up. And then Amazon shut it down, so no other sellers could sell it. You had to get permission. So for about three months, we could not keep up. We were literally shipping thousands round the clock, thousands of packages and thousands, um, and there was no keeping up. I mean, we were behind. And I was constantly there making stuff day and night. Wow. And we had to hire a lot more help. And then that died down, but it's still selling. So it's still very, it hasn't really impacted it in a bad way, I should say. It's still steady. Yep. Business is still great. But we did have like a big, a big burst for like three months. That was, we could not even keep up. I love pretty that. Bad. <clears throat> That's great. And one of the things I really, I really like about your company um, is that everything's made in the U.S., uh, I think that yeah. that is something that is so cool. It's not easy to do that, um, but it's obviously a lot better for the economy to hire people here. And uh, I actually had a business for about seven years where I tried to make everything um, in the States. And it's not easy. Uh, it's tough to compete, but it's worth it. And I'm so glad that you're doing it that way. That's so cool. Um, all right. So you are you are relocated now to sunny Florida. Um, smart yeah. woman, very smart. Um, what, I know, right? Uh, yeah, very, very much. I mean, I, look, I don't know what everybody thinks, but the winters here are just, they're just the pits. What do you miss most about New England? Oh, my gosh. 
totally my friends. Yeah. My family and the lobster, probably. Main lobster. I'm sorry, but that's, that's it. All right, so hold on. You said your family, your friends, and what was the third thing? Lobster, Maine lobster. Oh. Maine lobster. Okay, so let, let's talk about that for a second. So is it tough to get a really good Maine lobster down there? Yeah. No matter what, even if you go get one in the tanks at Publix or whatever, the grocery store, they never taste the same. Yeah, yeah. Never taste the same. It's been on a truck for a couple. It's just not as fresh, right? Because no matter what you do, no. you got to get it down there. So right out of the gate, you're talking about three or four extra days, and then you put it in the tank, and then you buy it. Yeah, that's interesting. So friends. I just had a bunch chipped in, too, from, uh, from Maine. I just spent a ton of money because I, I love the lobster. But it's still not the same. When you get up there, it's fresh. It's well, that's so cool. They pack it in like dry ice or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Alive, yeah. <clears throat> so as I mentioned, uh, oh, they're alive. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Then you, uh, then you can kill them and it tastes even better that way. Um, yeah. so, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, one of your friend, uh, one of Jay's, your brother's good friends for a long time. Uh, so serious question, which one of looking back on it, like I said, you're always in a good mood. But looking back on it, which one of Jay's friends was the biggest pain in the ass? <laughs> I, can I say his name? Because I did not like him at all. Oh, you can say whatever you can want. Really? Yeah, of course. That's Larry. Do you, remember, do you remember Larry? I forgot his last name. Larry, yeah. Larry Bishop. Was it Bishop? I can't remember. I didn't like him. You he and H? my favorite, though, Ethan. Oh, you yeah, don't have to Copeland say that, Kimberly. That's it's so true. nice. You and Copeland. Coakley. So wait, Larry Bishop. He yes. was the, he he was one of Jay's fraternity brothers from UNH. I think. Yep. yep. Okay. Yeah. I can yeah, I can yeah. see why you would say that. I can see why you'd say that. Um. Okay. So mo moving on. Moving on to a, a more uh, I think a more monumental topic. How amazing of a dog was Mocha? Oh, don't make me cry. This is a happy time. We're reunited, Ethan, and now you're going to make me cry? Well, but it's... it's he was such a good dog. Such a good dog. I love that. I'm not a dog person, but let me tell you something. That dog was awesome. Awesome. Just and Jay sold him. Sold him to Justin for $10. What? And then Justin <laughs> sold him to Courtney Wait a second. Wait a second. Yes. Oh, yeah. Hold on a second. He was Jay's dog. And he True. sold him to Justin? For ten dollars, and then Justin sold the court to Courtney for fifteen. So yeah, they had—I don't know—they were always doing deals. Oh, that then. is so funny! I did not know that. I did not know that. He was Jay's puppy. My father brought him home for Jay, and Jay sold him to Justin. <laughs> that you know what—that's yep. really funny, and it actually—I um, I love you, Jay. But that does sound like Jay. That does sound like Jay. <laughs> Doesn't it exactly? <laughs> it does. Yeah. It does. All right. Do you do and you Justin too turning it back around? That so well, like, that's okay, it. Just it. flip it and then flip it again. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Poor Mocha. I love Mocha. Buy low, sell high. That's it. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. That's right. That's right. Um, hey, do you remember Pinky the Clown? No, I don't think I do. Pinky the Clown. Pinky the Clown. So my mom, uh, Carol Jewell. Oh, she, she went that's by. Right. She uh, yeah, she went by Pinky the Clown. She used to do balloon deliveries. Um, yeah. And I recently was talking to somebody else who was an old time rye person. They were like, and every time, so Petey, who owns Petey Summertime Seafood, right? Every time he sees oh, yeah. my mom, he doesn't call her by her name. 
He always said, "Hey, Pinky!" Still now to this day, she hasn't. Oh my God, I love Pinky. She has. She hasn't delivered a balloon in, since 1983, but she's still. Pinky. Yeah, she's still Pinky. Yeah, and even even their dad. So Chris and Petey's dad, Mr. Akins, he even calls. Yep. He calls her Pinky. He's hysterical. I love him. Oh, too. my There's God. A... You know, side note, let's just talk about that restaurant. What an amazing establishment. And hats off to Petey and the whole family. Hard, hardworking family. That father never stops. And they he grew he grew that business from, remember when it was, used to be back next to where Cabaretta's was? It was the Ship Ahoy or something like that? Yep. And then he was and seasonal. And before that, his dad had a bakery. That's right, Genie's. Before that. Yep. Genie's yeah. Bakery, and they just kept building and building and building, and now uh, it, it's the one restaurant where every single time I go, and I'm talking every time, it's always packed, always packed, and it's, it's always, always good. Packed. And, and Christy, my one of my best friends there, is like the manager, his sister, PD's sister. Yeah, Aka Baker, she's great. She's wonderful. I know. I love her. I, 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 every PD's time I together. call, I always get to talk to her. Um, all right. I got a chance, and actually, I got a chance to hang out with her at our 30th reunion, which is so scary to say out loud, but um, she hasn't changed. She has been the same solid, great person since I met her in fifth grade or whatever it was. She's just the best, really is. She's so much fun, isn't she? So She's so much She's fun. Great. She's so much fun, absolutely. All right, let's get back to Diva stuff. How many people do you currently okay. employ? About 12. That's awesome. That's awesome. And are most of those people in manufacturing or like making the product? Uh, we have some manufacturers. We have some that fill. We have some that label. And we have people that ship. And we have an accountant. Um, and actually, I hire a lot of my old students to come in. I have some old students that work for me as well. No way. Yes, I do. Wait, so, okay, let's yes, back I up. Have a, let's put a timeline on this. So when did you when did you stop teaching? What year was that? 2014, I stopped teaching, but I have kept in touch with a lot of my old students uh, through the years, and yeah. and I've hired a lot of them to come through. So, what were you an elementary school art teacher, junior high? Elementary. So uh, kindergarten through fifth grade. Oh my gosh! And talk about it. I mean, teaching is a tough job already, but I always oh felt like gosh. teaching art and music; those two are even more difficult because I was viewed when I was in fifth grade. I always viewed art as like, you know, I loved art, but I always viewed it like, oh, this is a little bit of a break. You know, you mean like you don't have to think that much yeah. and same with music. And so I feel like the the behavior uh, got worse in art and music class. Well, it's not so much, a lot of the kids really enjoy it. And so they're good. But then you have the teachers who view it like that and they come late to pick the kids up or they drop them off early or they treat you like crap, like you're not a real teacher, oh. and um, that's not hard. They don't, you're not like part of stuff. The special area teachers, which are music, art, PE, you know, dance or whatever, we have. You are kind of like off to the side. They um, do not think you work as hard as they do. When you know, we see a different group of kids every 30 minutes coming in and out of our room. We have to clean up, prepare yeah. for a different set every 30 minutes. We have no downtime. Uh, so you know. It's kind of, it's difficult in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. That's cool. Um, and then when they made us start grading them in art in elementary level, they wanted like C's and D's. I'm like, I cannot do that. If the kid pays attention and does what I ask him to do, or you know, does his best, 
It's an A. I am not going to grade an art. I just can't do that. Yeah, you know what? I like that point of view because the last thing you want to do is discourage somebody from doing something yeah. artistic, you know? Yep. Yeah, that's, that's exactly cool. right. It's happened so many times before. So wow. it bothered me when other people would do it. Um, what is your favorite memory of growing up in Rye? Gosh. Probably on the boat, fishing, yeah, fishing for lobsters off the dock. Yep. Those kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, the boat, the Boston Whaler was, yeah. Do you, yeah a lot of fun on that boat. Do you remember when Jay <laughs> ruined the uh, propeller? Oh, yeah. And Jay, though, nothing ever happened to him, but every time I ruined the boat, I got in trouble. <laughs> I would be like, you're going to buy a new anchor. You're going to buy. Yeah, I had to buy all kinds of shit. I had to work overtime. And I was like, why doesn't Jay have to fix it? No. But I do remember. I do remember I went to college and I came home and all of a sudden Justin had a jet ski, a fishing boat, and a motorboat, and a Boston Whaler on the dock. And meanwhile, for how many years we lived there, I always wanted a boat. No one ever got one. Oh so I said, God. I'm taking that damn boat out. I'm pissed. I was pissed. I was like, that's, I didn't know anything about driving. I took it right out and I crashed it into the dock on the way back. Big hole on the side of it. And it was like a $10,000 hit. But... I was pissed. That's what you get for not getting a boat when I wanted one. That's right. That is right. Oh, that is so funny. I remember the jet ski. I just caught myself. Justin's jet ski. That was all. Oh, my God. I can't believe you didn't die on that. Oh my God! Well, you know what? It's it. That's a very very valid point. I'm I'm surprised with all the, <laughs> all the hijinks we had going on on that dock, uh, for so many years that nobody <laughs> nobody ever got hurt. I can't believe it. You crash into rocks and everything. Everything. I yep. mean, it was crazy. Yeah, and the yep. lobsters the off the hook. the lobsters off the deck. That was great. Um, what what a great memory. That is so cool. Do you remember my father boiling the water up at the up in the kitchen while we'd be down in the dock fishing late late at night, and the coast guard would come by and we'd all run and hide, and then we'd we'd get as many lobsters as we could, and we'd run up, and my father would cook them for us like in the middle of the night. I that? I absolutely remember that. Absolutely. <laughs> One of my one of my many great memories of that place. What a what a great place to to grow up. Truly, what a great house. Yeah, they love fun. Um, all right. So, what's the biggest difference, um, specifically with the people that live in Florida versus New England? Uh, there's a lot of rednecks here. Yeah. A lot of Trump fans. Can I go there with that? You can, can say whatever. You, you can say Trump. anything you'd like. Yep. A lot of Republicans. Okay. And a lot of them, everyone's from everywhere else. No one's really from Florida. They're from all over. So it's hard to meet a real, like, someone who was actually born and raised in Florida. Yeah, they're all transplants. That makes sense. They are. They're yeah. different. It's definitely different. Your true, most of your true friends are, you know, the ones that I have are from up north. The ones that are around a lot. Most of them. Not all of them, but a lot. Yeah. Yep. No, I can see that. I can see that. Because I think, I mean, look, not to sound, we're both from New England, not to sound like New England's are the best, but we have, a, I think we our work ethic, I think it's different than oh my gosh, people that are, you know, maybe some other geographies. I'll just say that. There's no doubt about that. <clears throat> All right. So we're going to go in the way back machine here. Who was your favorite teacher from Rye Junior High School? Oh, God, Steven, totally. That's what Jay said, I too. Him. Oh, my gosh, he was great. 
Carla and Kim's father. Yep. And he, I, I, I really liked him. He lived right across the street from Eric Klinger, right next to Richie Bryant, um, or right near Richie Bryant. And he was always cool inside and outside the classroom. I, I, I really liked him a lot, too. Who was the art teacher? Was it Mrs. Pizer? Was that her name? I think so. Now, was there another one? Was there a Hagstrom or something, too, there? I want to say there was two different ones when I was there. There was one and one left and another one came. Yeah, so I think... And I don't really remember. I definitely remember Mrs. Hagstrom. I thought Mrs. Hagstrom was music, but she might have been art. And then... Oh, well, you maybe know, she was music. Maybe that's where you're from. You know, know what, though? You're 100% right. I think Joanne Pizer didn't come until I was in, like, seventh or eighth grade. So you were already in Portsmouth. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I, I think it was that I even though he was great, I love the way he picked a ruler and bang it against the file cabinet. That was that, the, you aren't paying attention. That was my favorite move. flying around the room all the time. <laughs> Do you know? Do you remember he used to do the? Um, he did. Oh, by the way, what kind of dog do you have? I have um, a Sharpay pug mix and a Sharpay copper spin on it too. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so, do you remember he did a mock trial? One of the things I really liked about his class was he was social studies, but he also tried to expand what he taught us. And he did this thing. Mm -hmm. It lasted a whole week. And he would say, okay, you're going to be the defendant. You're going to be the person who's prosecuting. You're going to be the jury. You're going to be the judge. We had to get witnesses. And he put this, he, he kind of showed us, here is how a trial works. And at the time, we were like, why are we doing this? But if you think back, it's like, it's good to kind of show a kid that age the structure of something that is in society. Now, hopefully, people never have to actually go and, you know, be on the wrong end of that. But I always felt like that was a really mature and interesting thing to teach junior high kids. And, and we all treated it with, you know, reverence and respect. I thought it was really cool. And I think he was the one who used to take us into the graveyard to do the graveyard wedding too, wasn't he? Oh, my God. I forgot about that. You're so right. Yes. I think so. Yeah. You think it's in there when you do the graveyard? I always love that. That is That's so cool. I like to go to the graveyard. Cool. I forgot all about that. Yeah. Um, I think that was him. So you've got a couple dogs now. We talked about Mocha. So here's a question. Was there, was there an animal that your family did not own? Because, and the reason why I asked this question oh my God. is I remember a chinchilla, I remember a ferret, I remember a bird of many birds, I remember fish of Juanita? every kind, I remember a monkey, I remember like literally I'd come over and every day they'd be like, oh, here's a new pet and it's like, you know, oh, I got a giraffe out back, you know? Do you remember um, the alligators? I actually forgot about those until you just said it. They yes. They were always dust and pets, though. You know this, right? You'd buy them and resell them. Oh, always. he. Unless, he I think the ferret was Jay, but like the monkey and the alligator and the finch birds and weird stuff was Justin. I mean, you guys always. had a goddamn monkey in that house. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's wild. <laughs> And the thing about the, that was Justin, right the so Jay and I, and listen, I loved Jay. I would do anything for him, and I hope, I hope you don't get too mad at this one, Jay. But Jay wasn't the most attentive pet owner. Um, and I'll oh, give no, you, no. and I'll give you one example. So ferrets, right? Ferrets are basically weasels. That's what they are. And ferrets are supposed to be able to go anywhere they want. So you're supposed to have it all around the house, so it can run, it can, it can hide. 
you know, in that way, the ferret feels free and it doesn't feel like it's, you know, in a bad situation. That poor ferret, I think it bit Jay's finger once and it spent the rest of the time in a cage. And and he used to put a blanket over it. And then one time we would go take a, one time he opened it up and the thing was just like hissing and like biting the cage and like trying to get at Jay. And I'm like, oh, Jay. That thing does not like you. He's the worst pet owner. The worst, worst pet owner. Do you remember Courtney's two ducks, Bruce and Bernice, that lived in the bathtub in our bedroom? Oh, my God in heaven. I had forgotten, but now I remember. Wow. The two ducks that my parents let live in our bathroom. We had no back, bathtub. They lived in the bathroom. Weren't they like somebody found them when they were mowing the lawn or something like that? Um, and no. Lo- no? My, sister, my, my grandparents had ducks. And they would put the eggs in the refrigerator. My sister brought an egg home. And my father pretended it hatched. Brought her home a duckling, Bruce. And she had to get Bernice. Yeah, it was like a long story. But then Bernice died. She got another Bernice. I don't know. But there was ducks in our bedroom. Yeah. And it was it was awful. It was horrible. JP. What a nice move from JP. Yeah, there was always a lot of animals oh, no, there. Right? Always a lot of animals. I can't believe everyone else in the family believed in. Courtney, Jay, and Justin, like, oh, my gosh. That's... <laughs> Egg did not. <laughs> it's been in the refrigerator for like two months. Oh my gosh! Whatever. And they all believed it. Oh my god! Is that, uh, that is amazing. Uh. I love it. <laughs> all right. Do you? So you used to teach art. You stopped in 2014. Do you ever have the? And and what you're doing with your business with Diva stuff is an artistic expression. It is creative, and you're and you're mm-hmm. creating this stuff. But do you ever have a, um, you know, like the itch to get back and actually like teach an art hell class? Hell no, hell no, hell no. Okay. I'm you off because I have nightmares about it. I will have nightmares that I'm back teaching probably. <laughs> I would not recommend it. It's horrible. You have to deal with the parents, administration, the kids. You get no money for art supplies and they want you to make things out of like toilet paper tubes. It's just, no. Oh, wow. That that's a pretty clear no. That clear. That's a pretty clear no. Yeah, no. Okay. I liked it at first, but then it got bad after a while. Um, what one thing I noticed when I was on your website is that you've got a lot of pictures with people like stars, uh, you know, famous people that are on the red carpet. How did how did that come about? Like, is that how did you get them to know about your product, use your product? Was that just it just happened, or did you send them samples, or? How'd that work? Yeah, we were invited to do some, um, some uh, like MTV award shows and um, Oscars, some different uh, shows. Okay. And we flew out to California with our, with our products and um, went and set up. And we had those other, like, vet, not vendors, because you're not selling anything, but just, you know, plays. And then the, um, the stars would kind of walk through and meet everybody and talk about your products. And then if they like them, then they would usually do a post on Instagram or something about with them. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. And it my was, favorite person we met was yeah. Randy Jackson. He was so cool. Oh, uh, from American Idol? Yep. He was, he was, he was awesome. That's not going to be very cool. Yeah, he was, he was, uh, he was, so it was him, it was uh, Simon Cowell, and then Paula Abdul. They were the original three, right? Correct. Yeah, yes. he yes. was. He was the coolest one of those three for sure. Hey, what's the best? Yeah, like what's the best testimonial or compliment that you've ever received about your products? 
Oh, gosh, that's a hard one. I get a lot of people in general emailing me saying that they've been on Proactive, which is that number one selling acne or treatment, and that my products work better than Proactive for acne. Nice. So that was probably a good – I get that a lot, um, that they've switched and they, they can't believe it. It's natural. It's not a chemical. I do get that one a lot, which is impressive. Um, I'm trying to think what else. We do get emails from a lot of people uh, with – Foot pain, we have a foot cream, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are claiming that will help the circulation and pain. Um, and then we have other, like a psoriasis cream that we get a lot of emails about, and crazy skin creams. Most of our treatment creams is that we get emails about often. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. that is, I'm really we kind of... We were featured in a lot of magazines. I'm really jealous uh, of you being able to run your own business. I, I ran my own business from 93 to 2001, sold it. And then I went to work for Corporate America, and I've pretty much been working for Corporate America ever since. And I always, uh, I always like forget how great it was to be your own, you know, great, but also really hard, right? There's a lot of challenges, a lot of ups and downs. But uh, hats off to yeah. you for doing it. That's really cool. I love it. Um, what? Speaking of diva stuff, what kind of music do you listen to? So let's say you you go to the office. And you know you you guys are making it. You're creating your next thing. Like what kind of tunes you listening to? Oh gosh, you just opened a big. You just we have we have fights about the music up there. They the girls fight about the music. Okay. Uh, it depends on who's in the room and who got there first. Okay, um, that, that seems that fair. Turned on the turned on the radio. Okay, because otherwise it's a nightmare. We may just start streaming stuff in, and it's gonna be my choice. It's, it's every day a fight, big fight. So what are the two different factions? Like, what, is there people that like country music? Are there are people that like dance music? Like, what are they? Pop, hip-hop, rock, classic rock, yeah. um, country. Everyone likes something different. And so now we have, du- like, dueling rooms. And one room, there's one room with a couple of girls manufacture stuff. They've got the hip-hop going. And then another room has the classic rock going. And then another room music going everywhere, all over the place, all the time. Wow. Well, hey, you know what? Music is a great motivator. I'm a huge music guy. I can't can't work without music going in the background, so I understand that. And now that I'm thinking about it, I mean, at work, I've got my own office. I can listen to whatever I want. But if I had to, you know, share the airwaves with somebody else and their taste (laughs) of music wasn't that great, it might might cause for some issues. True, but my girls are very spoiled. I'm like, is this all you guys have to complain about? Just... Bring in your earplugs or something, and you know earbuds, and listen to whatever you want to listen to, because they get breaks when they want them. You know, they get to do, they get lunch when they want it. They kind of get to do what they want to do. Yeah. So I'm like, if this is going to be an issue, I'm sorry, but well, it's ridiculous. You sound like a good and fair boss, so they are lucky to be there. Um, okay, so uh, we've got two more questions left. Uh, okay. Second to last question. So obviously, just as a little backstory for my studio audience and people listening. Uh, your family um, are, are really into politics. Um, it goes, you know, there's been a lot of you. I remember being at a fundraiser uh, for a guy named. Remember Dick Sweat? Remember he ran for Congress in New Hampshire? Yeah. Uh, and there was a huge. Isn't he the one that ran around the woods? No. No, that was Dodds. That was Gary Dodds. Oh, okay. Or Craig Dodds. Okay, I don't remember Dick Sweat then, but I remember that one, the one that ran around the woods and lost for a few days. I just, yeah, no, he, and he actually was a, he was a congressman too. Um, I don't know whatever happened to that, but 
But anyways, you guys are a political family and you guys like I think Jay went to the inauguration of Clinton in 92 with with your parents. You might have actually gone too. I forget. Um, but did you ever think of did you ever have any interest in getting into politics as well? No, not at all. Yeah. Smart. I like watching it and I like, you know, listening and watching. I, but I don't want to be involved in it at all. No. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you on that one. It's uh there doesn't seem to be any way to make you can never make everybody happier. I mean, if you're if you're making forty percent of the people upset, that's considered a huge win. And in order to do that, you've got to compromise what it is that you really believe in. And it's just it seems like it's a never ending headache. And you're always on, like especially nowadays. You know, thirty, forty years ago, if you were a politician, you could kind of do some stuff that you could keep under wraps. But nowadays, like there is no place to hide. Like if you say something. Or you put something out there, or you're, you know, on record. It is instantly, forever, uh, part of who you are, and that's that's stressful. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I can okay. get that at all. So we are at the last, the last question. Um, what is, and it's a very, very important question. There's a lot riding on this. Um, oh God. What? <laughs> what is your? <laughs> what is your favorite TV show of all time? Oh, gosh. Okay, I'm going to tell you, first I'm going to tell you I really like the crime shows like Joe Kenda, Homicide Hunter. Yep. But all those got me in a lot of trouble because I started imagining that my ex, my now ex-husband was trying to kill me. Oh, my so God. So I had to stop watching those. I would totally envision, I'd plan it out that he was taking me out to dinner to drop, you know, kill me on the side of the road. So <laughs> I had to stop watching those. What? Are you talking about? Yes, I really did. I'm telling you. That's what I thought. I think they had chopped me up to throw me into the alligators. I had it all planned up. But anyway. Oh, my God. Um, I know. He that... had a lighter. He was smoking. He was lighting on fire and burn me. I had it. It was crazy. I got it way, it was way too much. So I had to go to something lighter. Yep. Good and idea. You're going to freak when I tell you what it is. But there's a reason. I love keeping up with the Kardashians. Hey. Look, you're not alone. I mean, they're obviously they they are a hit show for many years, and they've made multiple billionaires out of the people that are involved. So, I, I don't. I'm not Does surprised. Does Kris Jenner not remind you of my mother? I mean, is it not my mother right there with her martini and? Oh my gosh! You know Chris what? Kris Jenner Kim? is my mother. It reminds me of my family. Does doesn't Bruce slash Caitlyn Jenner remind you of my father? Are we raising Candace a question? I I watch it and I think. Oh, okay. Let's talk about this. I'm glad I asked this question last. Okay, so I had never. First of all, I, I, I look. I'm not going to lie and say I've never watched the show because everybody's seen at least one episode, and I think my ex-wife used to watch it all the time. So I think that I've probably watched a full season and maybe even a couple more episodes on top of that. So I get the, I get the idea of the show. I had never actually thought about that family being like your family but now that you say it um and you said it not me now that you say it there are some similarities i don't know if i'd go as far as to say that that caitlin reminds me of jp oh, come on yes but, i yes. mean maybe Next time you see my father yeah i mean look there's there's a lot of there's a lot of really good qualities about the kardashians and there's a lot of really good qualities about the nettos but I'll tell you what i'd pick you guys over them any day of the week any day. Oh, thanks. Absolutely. Um, wow, you are you are just as happy and fun as you were 40 years ago. You're awesome. I'm so happy that you're happy in Florida, doing well, 
kicking ass in business. Um, the next time you call and talk to, to Chris Akins, tell her I said hi and that we love that restaurant. Um, I cannot well, I wait. I cannot wait to have Jay listen to this. You should see what my studio audience is doing. They are going nuts. They're standing up. They're cheering. They've got big, huge diva stuff flags. Uh, if you haven't, folks. Have a, I have a real question for you. Can I have yeah. a question real yeah, quick? Yeah, yeah, of course. Do you actually have a studio audience? Because I'm curious about that. Do you have a studio audience? Oh, audience? and uh, well... <laughs> It all de- it depends on how you define a studio audience. If um if an empty couch uh, and a TV that's on is studio audience, then yeah. I do. Okay, you have a studio audience. They're good. That's yeah, yeah. A dog, a cat. I'm just trying to create like a theater a theater of the mind. I'm just imagining what it would be like if if we had a studio audience. But um, listen. I hope that when I come up there again, I'll get to see you, Ethan. Let's have a drink when you come up for sure. And everybody, if you haven't, go check out Diva Stuff. If you're looking for all natural skincare products, you you got to check her stuff out. She's got one of everything. I was so blown away by the website. Go check it out. Take care of someone you like. Get a gift. Kimberly Netto, thank you so much for being on the No Outlet Podcast. I really appreciate it. Hope you have a great night. Thank you for having me, Ethan. All right. Take care. Talk to you later, honey. All right. Bye. bye.